So it really does come back to how are the kids going to perceive this? And if there's a big giant fight every Christmas, what is their tradition going to feel like? Nobody wants to have Christmas anymore. You don't want your kids getting a stomach ache the day they get out of school for winter break because right. they're pretty sure the only thing they can predict is that mom and dad will probably fight about something over the holidays. And That's not that, the kind of consistency we advocate, <laughs> no, by the way. Right? Not at all. Not at all. Are you frustrated with your co-parent? Do you sometimes find yourself hoping that you and your co-parent will one day get along better than you even did in your marriage? Or more secretly, wish your co-parent would meet with an untimely or maybe painful demise? (laughs) It's okay, we understand. But I'm afraid that neither of those fantasies are helping you move on with your life. We think this podcast will help you learn how to put those fantasies in the past. In each episode, we address difficult dilemmas that many co-parents face and will help you decide should you hold on to the conflict for the sake of the kids or let it go for the same reason. These issues are often complicated, but the solutions can be easier than you think. So get ready for this unconventional ride. You might be surprised, it could change your life. Welcome to Co-Parent Dilemmas, where we give you practical solutions to those impossible co-parents. I'm Diane Dirks. I'm Rick Voiles. Merry Christmas, Rick. Merry Christmas and happy holiday to you, Diane. Thank you. Yes. This is a joyous time of year for many, but for our audience, I think it could be one of the more difficult times. I know when I was going through divorce or post-divorce, it was hard especially when you're used to certain traditions and we don't realize how powerful traditions are until we're told we can't keep them. Yeah. We take them for granted. Yep. And then we, we realize, wow, that tradition is what really meant some sort of love to me. If you have a tradition where every Christmas Eve, your family goes and buys hot chocolate and rides around and looks at all the Christmas lights in the neighborhood or whatever, that takes on meaning especially if it's one of our last podcasts, we talked about consistency, predictability, how kids like that stability. Traditions are part of that stability that, oh, I know it's coming and it's special time and I get the attention of my parents and we like hang on to that, right? Yes. And as my wife would add rituals uh, rituals and traditions that we have, yes, they ground us, they yeah. root us, and they're hooks to hang our identity on and our history. Yeah. Right. So it makes it really hard to get a divorce and then realize even when you're talking about it in mediation or whatever with your attorney, it just feels like a day and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll get every other year or we'll split the day at noon until you actually have to do it. Mm -hmm. And then you go through all of these emotions, the emotions of grief and loss, the emotion of this isn't how I planned my life. I thought when I get married, it was going to be this way. And I never thought I'd be sitting home alone on Christmas Eve or be without my children on Christmas Day. So I just want to acknowledge up front that it's real. It's a real feeling of loss and pain for a lot of parents. And I want to add to that because you alluded to it with the grief process yeah, we're talking about the holidays because they're coming up, but there are many 
calendar days, birthdays, other holidays, that that grief cycle will kick in, especially sure. that first year. So we want to upfront normalize that. Mm-hmm. So expect it. Don't be surprised. Right. It's, it's probably going to hurt. Yes. And we discussed this with Bella of, from A Kid With Two Homes when she was on I think she said she went to six different places on Christmas Day. Yes. Wow. But she did that prior to divorce and after divorce. It was a huge family tradition for her to visit all of her relatives. So she was fine with that after divorce. However, I know situations where maybe the child every year just stayed with mom and dad for Christmas morning and they could open their presents and stay in their PJs all day long and not have to worry about anything. And now... Because of the divorce, it's 11 o'clock, Johnny. You have to go get ready for the exchange to your dads or to your moms. And Johnny's like, no, I want to play with my new video game. And you're thinking, this isn't how Christmas is supposed to be either, right? (laughs) Right. It's supposed to be a time of peace and relaxation. And now it turns into something else. And in my mind, I always think that's more for the parents than for the child. Yes, I I agree. Personally, I'm not a big fan of exchanging the child on Christmas Day or on any day that's of huge significance because it does feel to the child like it's not really about me. It's about my parents splitting me in half. (laughs) Yes. Even like birthdays. I feel the same way about a birthday. It's my birthday. I should be celebrated, but now I've got to split up the day and spend the first part of it with mom and the second part with dad, because they need to see me right on my birthday. So my first, I guess, piece of advice around that to parents who are planning a parenting plan and looking at holidays is be careful. It's not about you. However, I'll balance that with, it is about tradition. So if mm-hmm. traditionally you always went to grandma so-and-so's for Christmas Eve dinner. And that's where the one extended family got together to exchange gifts or whatever. You know, you want to honor that for the child. And so if that's your co-parents tradition and maybe your traditions are only on Christmas day, I love it when parents say, mom, because this is her tradition on Christmas Eve, she's going to have the kids every Christmas on Christmas Eve Dad'll have them every Christmas day because that's when my tradit my you know maybe Dad's mom has a big Christmas dinner the afternoon of Christmas, so that they're keeping those traditions in place. And then Mom can have her little Christmas day the day after Christmas. I know I had to do that occasionally because we split the the two weeks up, and I took advantage of it. I would go out and wait till all the after Christmas sales, and the day after Christmas I'd go out and buy all the gifts, and then my kids would come <laughs> home on the twenty seventh. And I was like, cool. I, I, yeah, I, I got, got more gifts. <laughs> I got everything 50% off because I didn't yes. buy anything till the day after Christmas. So, oh, that's brilliant. So it's how you view it. It's the attitude. So now, obviously, if both parents have big traditions on the day of Christmas, then maybe you alternate. Yeah. You know, even years, dad has Christmas day. Odd years, mom's ha- mom has Christmas day. Cause I do think it's really hard for a child that, okay, you're going to eat a big ham dinner over here. And then you're going to go to the other parents and a big turkey, turkey dinner over dinner, there. Right? And like, yeah. I don't want all this dinner. I just want to play with my toys. You know? Yes. So that's my personal opinion. You know, I know other people feel differently. What are your thoughts about that, Rick? Well, and I wanted to add to that too, because there's travel. 
involved. So one has a tradition, but they're four hour flight away and they're not going to come back in the half middle of Christmas. So my Christmas would begin when you get back. Maybe it's the 28th, maybe it's January 2nd. I don't know. And for me, it was important to communicate to my girls that, uh, look, I can guarantee you, we will celebrate. So I could keep traditions. I gave up the day. Right. So we could, we could do the same things we always do. Now you can't do that if it's a football game that we all watch it because, you know, that might not be available, but we didn't have that kind of thing. We celebrated, we had fun, we did our stuff and it didn't really matter to me if it was December or January. Mm -hmm. What was more important to me was we got to be together and there was no stress and we had fun. Yeah. And you maintain the traditions, which is what's most important. And it's just, it is fascinating though, isn't it? Why a day on the calendar has so heavy with so much meaning. As far as I know, Jesus wasn't born on Christmas day. (laughs) Let's see. I'm not sure the history of that, but somebody just picked a day and said, I think this is when he was born. And if you're a Christian, Jesus is supposed to be in your life every day, right? Well, okay. Let's celebrate Christmas every day. Every day. Give me a gift. Give me a gift. Then I'll go broke. But yeah. No, I I can guarantee you that that day was devised around a non Christian tradition uh, because Christians weren't in the minority at the time. And so, in order not to get persecuted, they had to organize their celebration around one that already existed. It was a pagan holiday. Yes, there you go. Yes, okay. But Santa, Santa comes on 25th. (laughs) That doesn't change. And there is, it is hard to explain that to a child. And and I love the creative explanations that co-parents tell me they give. Well, we talked to Santa. That's right. He knows that you're going to be at grandma's in Minnesota for Christmas. So he's coming here anyway, and he's going to drop off. It's so hilarious to me. And I love that kids buy that. Yeah. Even even when they know Santa doesn't exist anymore, they're willing to buy it because they just want the gifts. Right. right. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're 24 and they still say, yeah, when is Santa coming? Right. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's one thing. That's one aspect of how do you structure the parenting time around the winter holiday? For some people, they don't really celebrate Christmas, but they it's time away from school which is very special and unique other than summertime that we have this much time and it might be your opportunity to travel to another country to see relatives or even within this country and you want that time to do it. And so oftentimes you see fighting about that. Well, I travel and your family all lives in town, so I should have the bulk of the holiday. And again, I think that's what the every other year kind of uh, schedule solves that, that if you both don't, have family nearby and you both are going to have to travel. Maybe you just alternate every other year that time to honor the travel. So it really does come back to how are the kids going to perceive this? And if there's a big giant fight every Christmas, what is their tradition going to feel like? Nobody wants to have Christmas anymore. You don't want your kids getting a stomach ache the day they get out of school for winter break because they're pretty sure the only thing they can predict is that mom and dad will probably fight about 
something over the holidays. That's not the kind of consistency we advocate, (laughs) by the way, right? Not at all. Not at all. Well, and there are other religions that celebrate where the one day isn't necessarily the day. And it gives a, uh, at least it lends itself to a more flexibility. Sure. Like Hanukkah. Right. There are several days that regardless of what holidays are celebrated within that time period, Obviously, the vast majority of people have some sort of tradition around it. Yes. Or it wouldn't be such a big deal in the shopping malls. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's the big deal. It's not necessarily about when Jesus was born. It's more about when the sales. It's about marketing and merchandising. But it's really, uh, I dig- it's really I dig- sad. <laughs> I digress. Yes, you did. So let's, that's maybe the more the practical side. Let's talk about the emotional side for parents who really maybe have given up more than they wanted to because they were trying to keep peace, which I understand people do that. Just what should a parent do when they don't have their child on an important day? Should they stay home and sulk? Well, I, maybe that first year, (laughs) (laughs) because it may be hard to be around people. But then on the other side of that coin is that's the very reason why you probably need to be around people. So the days or the years that you don't have the time with your child that you wish you had, those are the years to plan something important for yourself. If your co-parent is going to have 10 days during the Christmas holiday, go take a cruise or spa time (laughs) or maybe that's not in your budget. So find something that you do that's special to you to make it really, when you think about the holidays, it's a time of respite before a new year starts. If nothing else, a time to reflect and plan. Yeah. So use that time to just be good to yourself and find ways to say, okay, what's the next year going to look like for me and take some time to just uh, enjoy and whatever that is, whether it's with friends or family members. Right. When I was going through graduate school and we were part of graduate housing, there were many international students who were not able to go home. Mm. And so we would pull together a meal, mm. a potluck, and they could bring something from their own country. And so if you're going to be by yourself, then there's a lot of people out there that probably not by their choice. Mm -hmm. And you could start a tradition of, you know, having something at your house or contact a local single parents group. I mean, they have some in the local churches, but otherwise, you know, you can probably Google it. What are single parent support groups in your area? And reach out and just say, hey, I'm opening my home to five other people who want to sit with me who don't have anything to do on Christmas Day, where they don't want to be with their families. I agree. <laughs> not, not all families that is are true. desirable. That's right? true. Which leads me into maybe the final thing we need to talk about, and that's extended family and grandparents and the pressure that grandparents put on co-parents. Yes. What do you you mean, little Johnny and Susie won't be at my house like they're supposed to on Christmas Day? They're going to be where? They're going to be at that other house? Right. And then you've got to deal with their disappointment because, again, they're grieving as well. That This doesn't look the same to them. And these are my grandchildren. And why can't they be with us? So how do you you deal with your parents (laughs) who are upset that you're not asserting yourself and making sure those kids are at grandma's house. Yes. Yeah. And how do you talk to grandma? 
or grandpa Mm -hmm. about that and explain to them because there's a lot about divorce these days that they don't get. It's a different generation. Um, So you probably share the parenting plan months before the holidays. Just so you know, this is our parenting plan. So this is not my year to have the children the bulk of the time. It's his or her year. Mm-hmm. So be proactive about preparing them. So it's not a last minute. Well, you didn't tell me. Uh, right. And, you know. right. I cooked yeah. turkey and ham and yes. nobody's here to eat it. <laughs> right. One of the things you frequently talk about that I think would be helpful to the grandparent is to talk in terms of protecting the kids, Mm -hmm. that this is what we've picked and this is what best protects the kids from conflict. So that's what we're going to practice. And then grandma and grandpa get to be a part of protecting. Right. And in planning, let's say grandma and grandpa are going to travel to their child's home to see the grandchildren again, letting them know here are the days I have the children. Please don't expect me to you know, negotiate something else because your travel plans are different. The court order trumps grandma and grandpa's travel plans as right. well. Right, <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. So get that information out ahead yeah. of time, plan ahead. There's another side to this coin I want you to talk about a little bit because present day, my children and stepchildren struggle right? Mm-hmm. Who, yeah. where do we go? Does somebody going to be upset that it's not equal time or is it not? How do I make it fair to every? And it's stressful because of the divorce. They have four sets of people to yes. go to and that's hard for them. What message would you well, give I to them? Well, I want you to answer that question because I don't have stepchildren. Uh, <laughs> and you do. So yes. I'm, I'm going to think you're the expert on this work. Well, what, and I, what do you do? Well, and I think what my wife and I have stressed the same principle that any time we get to spend with you is cherished and is a gift. I don't care what day it is. I don't care if it's just passing in the airport. Hey, we'll be there. We'll yeah. grab a cup of coffee between flights. If that's all we get, then that is incredible to us. So we stress, you know, look, don't stress yourself out. We will be as flexible as we need to be. And then when we are together, then it'll be just like old times. right? And so that taking your kids out of the loyalty behind doesn't end when they're 18. No. You're still taking them out of that feeling of guilt that they have to take care of their parents' feelings. And I think that's really important. And you're still saying, you do what you need to do, even if it hurts me. Right. (laughs) Because even in adulthood, you're going to have kids, adult children who will choose to be with mom on Christmas, even though they would rather be with dad on Christmas, because they don't want to have to deal with mom's crying about it. And dad is still going to be hurt by that, but he has to understand it and go, yeah, whatever you got to do because you're no longer parenting them. Right. You were just saying, yeah, you didn't ask for this. Right. We brought you into the world and you didn't ask for divorce. So we have to take, I think, accountability and responsibility that we're the ones who chose, put our kids through this. And you may say, I didn't choose divorce, but whatever. You chose to sleep with the person that maybe you regret now. So we're both <laughs> responsible for it, right? Yeah, don't, have that, don't have that conversation <laughs> with your kids. 
But anyway, we're supposed to let our kids off the hook. We're not saying that's easy. It can be painful and it can feel like they're choosing the other parent over you, but that's where you have to be the adult, even when your kids are the adults too. I'm going to respect the choice you made because I'm going to assume you made the choice you needed to make. And so I don't like it. I may not understand it. I mean, we started that process when our kids are getting older and they're separating from us. Mm -hmm. We go from that transition from being parent-child to adult-adult relationship where they make a lot of choices we don't like. We didn't Mm -hmm. want them to, but we're not their boss anymore. So it's a similar kind of thing. But And maybe I'm going too far down the stepchild uh, step parent role here. And maybe we should have an episode on step parents, but here's one of the things that we struggle with. It's, and this is quite common in the step parent experience. You're sitting there and you're celebrating and you've got traditions from your family. And if you've got children and stepchildren all in the same room, Depends on what's happening at the moment. Somebody feels like a stuck outsider Hmm. because you're sharing stories of, Hmm. Hey, remember that time with, and there's this group of people in the same room that have no access to that experience. And that is, that's hard to experience that. I think so. But also I think give them the opportunity to share theirs. (laughs) You share the awkwardness, right? Right. As long as everybody has the opportunity to share their own experiences, they can learn to celebrate each other's experiences. It doesn't have to be. I think it's only awkward if only one side is allowed to share their experiences. Right. Or, you know, you get all excited and everybody's laughing and joking and we carry on for an hour. Right. Not not sensitive to the fact that... mm, because oh any 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 step parent will tell you this when the other family when the if if you're there at the dinner table and they're st- I don't it doesn't even have to be a holiday and they're sharing stories and all this stuff you did not have access to that history and you're a little bit removed from it and it's an uncomfortable you add yeah. a celebration to that the only thing i could say right now without getting into you know a whole episode on step parenting Mm-hmm. is that you're actually, if you look at it, that you're building a new tradition. Yeah. There is a process in the, after the divorce, yes, you're sad. Yes. You don't get to celebrate Christmas the way you used to. The child isn't mm-hmm. going to be with you, mm-hmm. but you also have this completely creative blank slate where you get oh, yeah. to create new traditions and the child gets to participate. They're not just grandfathered into old traditions. Right. I love that. They, they literally get to help create new ones with you. Yes. And then it doesn't have to feel like we're always losing out on something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing we can say, Rick, is that it's complicated. <laughs> it is. It is complicated. It's, it's why we do the show, because these things to outsiders seem fairly simple, Mm -hmm. but to those of us who live it, it's wrought with complexities and emotions and all of that. So I'm glad we're able to talk about it. 
So we want to wish all of you happy holidays. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All that good stuff. Whatever you're celebrating. And happy. And we hope to hear from you in the new year. Yes. um, And beyond. So bye, everybody. Bye. We hope this episode was helpful to you. If you'd like to share your dilemma or tell us how something we said has benefited your situation, please call 1-234-DILEMMA. That's 234-362-3445. Or email 1234dilemma at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Co-Parent Dilemmas wherever you get your podcasts. And give us a favorable rating. That will make us more accessible to co-parents who are searching for help. Thank you for being part of our non-impossible family.